Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Asia Pacific region. Brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Danny Wood, News Editor of Insurance Business Australia. This episode is presented in partnership with AAMC, one of Australia's largest providers of motor accident management services. We're looking at the motor vehicle assessing process through the eyes of Josh, AAMC's National Assessing Manager. We'll examine what motor assessing involves today and current technology advancements and challenges. Welcome to IP Talk, Josh. Thanks, Danny. It's uh, great to speak with you. Yeah, nice to have you on. So let's talk about you for a minute. How did you get your start as a motor claims assessor? That's a great question. So, look, like most of our, our motor assessors, I've got a background in the motor trade. Um, my father actually owned a smash repair shop, so I've been involved in the industry in some capacity since I was about 10 years old. So I went on to complete an apprenticeship as a panel beater, uh, worked as a tradesman for a while, and then started to learn more about actually running the business. So working alongside my father, writing quotes, ordering parts, running the workshop, and eventually helping him to run the office. Relating to that, I suppose my dad had actually been an assessor prior to running his own shop, so I'd seen him do that and always liked the idea of having a try myself. With that in mind, I applied for my first assessing gig as a fresher-faced 24-year-old and was fortunate enough to get the role, which was a really great opportunity for me. I worked uh, as for, worked for a domestic insurer here in WA and was based out at a regional branch out in Kalgoorlie. In that role, I was responsible for assessing not only motor, but property claims across the southeastern region of WA. I was covering a really large area, um, running between northern on the west side, uh, south Australian border on the east side, and south right down to the, the south coast in Esperance. So if you're not familiar with WA, that's a, that's a really large landmass, and it's almost the size of Victoria. So I've spent a heap of time out on the road and uh, certainly had enough to keep me busy. That certainly is a big territory to cover, and it sounds like motor claims assessing is is in your blood. But um, I mean, what do you like most about what you do? That's evolved over time. Um, in the early days, I really loved the freedom of being out on the road. To me, that was much more attractive than being stuck at the workshop in the same place every day. But I suppose that as I worked in the industry for a while, and probably with the benefit of maturity, I started to see that there were career pathways available to me as an assessor, that wouldn't have been available to me had I stayed in the motor trade. Being an assessor, you you need to have a fairly unique intersection of skills. On one hand, you need to be a good communicator who's comfortable negotiating with people from all walks of life. And on the other, you need to have a really comprehensive knowledge of the vehicle repair process, and in fact, of vehicles in general. So that, that worked well for me, because it meant that I was able to combine two things that I love. Firstly, I love talking to people. And second, I love the technical aspect of the role. So looking at cars, figuring out how they work, and learning how to fix them was always a big attraction for me. From a customer-facing perspective, the things I like the most are those days where you're able to have an interaction with the claimant, where you can do something to help. And I suppose as an assessor, you're working often with a customer who's had a really negative experience of being involved in a car accident. If you can just give them something positive, that little bit of help, you can really help turn their experience around. And so if you were to give us an elevator pitch, I suppose, on your exact role at AAMC, I mean, what is your role exactly? 
So my role is the national assessing manager. So in that role, I look after AAMC's light motor national, or the light motor assessing function nationally. We've got a really large team of motor assessors spread out across the entire country. And luckily, I've got a great team of state assessing managers and senior assessors to help me uh, manage the day-to-day operations of uh, that facet of the business. What are some typical misconceptions you find people can have about what you do? There's a few, actually. I think the most common misconception that we hear is that a motor assessor's primary role is to reduce the cost of a claim to as little as possible. And that's not really the case. While cost control is certainly an important aspect of, uh, of our job, it's also down to a motor assessor to make sure that correct repair procedures are followed so that any repair that we authorise is completed to a safe, warrantable standard and that the customer's vehicle is returned as close as possible to its pre-accident condition. Related to that is the assessor's role being a conduit between the vehicle owner and the repairer and in turn the insurance company. That helps to ensure that the customer is uh, comfortable with the repair process and we're also available to assist addressing any repair related issues that may arise. Probably another misconception, certainly from a repairer's perspective, is that uh, motor assessors just drive around all day from workshop to workshop and have a coffee at every stop. That's uh, certainly not the case either. Our assessors do spend a fairly large portion of their day back in the office handling their customer contact, preparing their assessment reports and uh, completing what's effectively the administrative part of their role. I'm sorry to hear you don't have lots of coffees, but I imagine um, your day <laughs> probably kicks. Thought. Yeah, your, your day probably kicks off with a coffee. But I mean, how does your typical day start? Well, aside from the coffee that you just mentioned, I, I suppose a typical day for a motor assessor is generally split into two parts. First part would be the time that they spend on the road, actually completing their assessment, and the second, the time that they spend back in the office. So. In the morning, our assessors have all of their work pre-booked. So the first thing that they'd do is to log into their iPad and get their run of assessments for the day. From there, they'd work out the best route through traffic and get around to viewing all the vehicles that uh, they have booked in. They, those individual assessments can take place at a towing company, at a repair premises or at a claimant's home address. And um, for example, if an assessment is at a repairs premises, the assessor will be standing in the driveway often with the claimant present negotiating the majority of the repair costs while they're on the spot. And in a lot of cases, they'll issue the repair up with an authority to proceed before they even leave the driveway. I suppose once the assessors viewed each of the vehicles that they've got booked in for assessment, they'll head back to their home office and start the process of writing reports and handling any of the other uh, contact or follow-up that's needed. It's certainly a, a fast-paced role, a high-energy role, and our assessors uh, certainly don't get bored. And what's an example of a, a challenge that might come up in that process? A typical challenge would be where either a claimant or a repairer doesn't agree with a decision that we've made, whether that be an allowance to complete a repair or sometimes a, a pre-accident valuation from the claimant's perspective. In those cases, our assessors need to be very diplomatic and really lean into their technical backgrounds. They'll use their knowledge to explain the reasons behind the decision and hopefully reach some common ground with the parties involved. Let's take a, li- a little closer look at, at technology. What are some of the latest impacts on the claims process specifically from the sort of digital improvements we've seen in recent years? The technology has definitely had a big impact on the role of an assessor. Things have progressed a lot in terms of the way that the assessor interacts with the claim. And certainly since I've been in the, in the industry, we've moved from a very manual pen and paper process uh, into a largely paperless digital by default environment, which is what we're currently operating in. From AA's perspective, we utilise a software platform that gives us 
a direct link to repairs, which we can use to issue repair authority. That platform also provides our clients with a portal that they can log into at any stage to track the assessment progress in real time. So the tools like that provide us with a real, really good central point of truth and I think help us, uh, help us to deliver in terms of our customer, customer service. What about artificial intelligence? Are you seeing much evidence of that yet? Yeah, we are. Look, I suppose it's uh, in the in the early stages, but we are starting to see some AI products entering the Australian market. At the moment, we're seeing some tools which can help automate aspects of the customer contact process. Um, other tools that can analyse digital images to provide basic repair cost estimates, and some tools that can work through the huge volume of car sales data to help us with uh, making vehicle valuations more accurate. I think all in all, it's quite an exciting time in that respect. And while I don't think AI will be able to replace an assessor's technical knowledge, a lot of the tech that we're seeing will hopefully be able to assist in automating the administrative portion of an assessor's role, which is great for us because it means that uh, we can get our assessors back to their core function, which is really dealing with that technical aspect of having vehicles repaired and uh, liaising with the repair network. The vehicles, of course, are also changing a lot. What are some recent advancements that are impacting your work? I suppose the the most visible uh, at the moment is that we're we're at the beginning of an electrical vehicle revolution um, and moving towards an environment where I think EVs will take up the majority of cars on the road. With that, uh, it comes the need for the assessor to learn all about the, the tech contained within an EV and to learn about the requirements uh, around having them repaired. EVs, EVs are a very different beast from a vehicle with an internal combustion engine and getting across them is going to involve some fairly significant retraining in terms of the vehicle construction, uh, the safety aspects, and even the valuation of those cars we combined with, uh, with the owner's expectations. Related to that, we're seeing a lot of advancement when it comes to vehicle construction materials. I think whereas going back 10 to 15 years, the majority of vehicles on the road were made from steel, we're now seeing more vehicles constructed from alternate metal alloys and in some cases non-metal components like carbon fibre and plastics are being used to a level that we hadn't previously seen. We're, we're also seeing safety features uh, that were combined uh, to only prestige vehicles maybe five, ten years ago and now being fitted as standard on entry-level vehicles. I think whereas safety features of ten years ago worked at protecting passengers in the event of an accident, the current suite of features probably more aims to protect or prevent the accident from happening in the first place and while while that tech has definitely made the cars much safer the parts that make up the safety systems certainly aren't cheap and we've seen a corresponding increase in repair costs a good example of that is uh, for one of the large manufacturers uh, we've noted that the cost to repair say a medium front-end impact on a 2018 model was around the three to four thousand dollar mark that same repair on the current 2023 model will cost closer to 15k. So, with that in mind, I think uh, it's really important that our assessors remain diligent from a cost perspective. Well, that's a massive increase. What about the the regulatory environment? What sort of regulations are, are governing what you do? Yeah, I think with as with most insurance roles in general, uh, the, the typical motor assessor operates within a, a tight regulatory environment. We've got uh, overarchingly, we've got we've got the contracts. Act and the General Insurance Code of Practice. From a vehicle perspective, we have the written off vehicle legislation, which is administered on our state and territory level. And from a repair perspective, we have the Motor Vehicle Insurance and Repair Industry Code of Conduct. They're uh, they're all 
pieces of legislation and guidelines that our assessors are familiar with and uh, interact with on a day-to-day basis. You mentioned consumer expectations a little earlier in our chat, but what do you see as the the big change there from the the consumer and what they expect in in recent years? Yeah, look, there's definitely been a a change in consumer expectations, in particular uh, over the past sort of four to five years. I think relating to the regulatory environment that we operate in, consumers are now much more aware of their rights than they were previously. They certainly feel more empowered to speak up if they don't agree with the decision that we've made. And I think more empowered to use the dispute resolution framework uh, than they once were. I suppose our current on-demand type culture means that consumers expect the assessor to be much more contactable and uh, they definitely expect that things are turned around more rapidly. So look, there's good to come from that. And thankfully, the the days of submitting a motor claims here in Jura and waiting weeks for a response are largely a thing of the past. The big insurance companies also have motor claims assessors like you. How does your role differ to theirs or, or does it? Yeah, that's a great question. And it, I think it does. Um, the I suppose the main difference between working at AAMC versus an insurance company is the variety of work that we see. In fact, when we recruit new assessors who've been working in-house at an insurer, uh, we've noticed that they've often been confined to completing a fairly narrow field of work. And in some cases, they've actually become more file processors than uh, than technical assessors. But at AMC, our assessors are more what I would call specialist generalists in that they have a really broad knowledge of what it takes to fix a range of different vehicles and equipment. They handle the complex claims that uh, a lot of insurers either can't or don't want to manage in-house. And as a result, they've got that skill set to suit. Probably the other way that we differ from an insurer is in size and scale. While we have in excess of 100 assessors and certainly aren't a small company, we're not a giant corporate either. So we still have those family values. In in my opinion, all of our assessors and, and our leaders are really connected to the business in a way that's probably not so common across a larger uh, insurance company. You sound like you, you enjoy what you do, but what would you say to someone who's considering a career as a motor claims assessor? Oh, I would say go for it. Motor assessing has been a really rewarding job for me and it's uh, given me a great career. There's plenty of variety available to keep you interested uh, and plenty of uh, opportunity for career progression if that's something that you're looking for. Yeah, I, as I said, I uh, highly recommend the role to anyone that would be considering it. Josh, thanks for spending some time with IB Talk. It was a pleasure, Danny. Great talking to you. Yeah, you too. And Josh is AAMC's National Assessing Manager. We've been looking at the motor claims assessing process. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.